Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Well, we are starting a new series called Behold the Wonder, and um, I, I just, I want us to posture ourselves as, as we're getting ready to enter into the Christmas season, to maybe experience Christmas differently this year than we've ever experienced it before. Because what happens is, and, and like your family, is like my family, we have these Christmas traditions that we, that we do year after year, and they're meaningful, and they're great, and I'm not saying don't do them. But what happens with traditions is they can become almost very religious. And what we realize is that in the, in the process of that, we can actually lose the very gifts that Jesus wants to give us during this Christmas season. Because we're not only celebrating Jesus that was born some 2,000 years ago, but we're celebrating Jesus who's still alive, and he has something new for you this year. And he has a gift for you. And he has a present for you. And, and I want us to begin this holiday season in the right frame of mind, in the right posture. So the way we do that is we have to get into the Word of God because this is our life. This is what gives us life. But before I do, well, Acts, well I'll tell you what. Move to Luke chapter 2. Hold up your Bibles real quick. Hold up your Bibles. Doing a great job bringing your Bibles to church. All right, some of you are holding up your devices saying this is my Bible. That's okay, but not as good as the real deal. It's so funny. Somebody was saying, uh, uh, somebody posted not too long ago when I was telling people to hold up their Bibles and bring their Bibles. And it's like, you know, we, we claim to be this modern church, right? But yet we get all traditional about holding up a, a physical Bible. It's like, I don't get it. Aren't you supposed to be young and hip and hold up a device? Uh, maybe I'm getting old. But there's something about this flipping the pages, underlining the Word of God. Luke chapter 2. And we're going to be talking about the Christmas story here, and we're going to focus on verse 10 here in a moment. But I, I want you to hear something from my heart. And as I was worshiping, I felt the Lord was prompting me to share with you something. That it's okay to not be okay. I think sometimes we come to church and somehow that we've got to put on this face. We've got to put on this persona. And can I just tell you something that we're all, myself included, we're broken people who are on this journey to pursue wholeness with Jesus. And maybe you are not in that place where you really want to pursue Jesus, and, but you find yourself in church. And I want to let you know that that's awesome. But the other thing I wanted to let you know is when Jesus encountered broken people, hurting people, lost people, that encounter always allowed them to, to move towards greater wholeness and greater freedom. So, so it's okay to not be okay, but I, I don't want you to stay in a not okay place. I want you to move closer to Jesus who's going to help you find hope, find life, find joy, find peace in your life. So I'm glad if you're here and, and know that we're all a work in progress. 
And we all bring ourselves to this place of saying, Jesus, we need you. So I'm glad and I have the privilege that we can share the word of God with you. But it's, it's, it's good that you're here. It's good that you're here. And it's okay if you don't feel like you're okay. <laughs> just press into Jesus. Well, Father, I just thank you for this morning. I thank you for the privilege it is to share your word with these amazing people. God, who have a unique story to their life. Story of experiences of, of great joy, but also great pain. And Jesus, in this holiday season, I'm so aware that it can be the most joyous time, but it also can be a very difficult time. God, I just pray that we would just keep you front and center of everything that we do. Because, Jesus, it's, it's you. It's you, the best gift of all, that restore things that bring hope in life. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So in Luke chapter 2, uh, begins this Christmas story, the birth of Jesus. So if you read the Christmas story during uh, Christmas time, this is usually where you're going to find yourself, is Luke chapter 2. Well, some angels show up to some shepherds in a field. It's nighttime, and, and heavenly hosts come onto the scene and present themselves to probably, in the day, the most uh, lowly of class of people. And Jesus says this to them, or God says this to him. It wouldn't be Jesus because Jesus was just born. But God says this to them through the angels. Fear not, for behold. Everybody say that word, behold. behold. The whole series is called Behold the Wonder. Fear not, behold. That word behold is what we're going to unpack today. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Behold. Behold. That word is, carries so much meaning. Carries so much meaning. Because... The reason why this was such an important event was you had religious guys of the day, priests who carried on church services, if you will, and God does something miraculously by allowing Jesus, the Son of God, who already existed from the beginning of time in heaven, to come to earth to show us not only the way to live, but the way to have a relationship with our Father in heaven. To take our brokenness and to begin to show us the way of restoration. That's the miracle of Jesus' birth. And I wonder, though, if, if we ourselves could be in a place of just going to church with our Christmas traditions... And realizing that maybe we, we've gotten too religious and we've stopped expecting a behold moment. 
A behold moment, which is, which is something that's going to rock your world, that is going to shift your life to have a different understanding. And I wonder if he wants to give you a fresh revelation this Christmas. You see, sometimes we can get so religious that we forget that, that he wants to be alive and he wants to be active in our life and he wants to give us these behold moments. This Christmas, will it be religion or will it be a fresh revelation? And I pray for each one of us that it will be a fresh revelation of who Jesus Christ is and how he wants to engage in our life and how he wants to, to make us whole, how he wants to restore the brokenness in us. He has a plan for your life. And if we just go into this Christmas season just expecting, oh, it's going to be the holidays again, presents and busyness and parties, and we can miss the behold that he wants to have in our life. Behold the wonder. You see, behold really is, uh, hello, wake up. Thank you so much. (laughs) Man, I love it. If you're watching online, it was just a little kid who just gave us a behold moment. Uh, It's like, wake up! Um, By the way, I do want to address, if you're at home watching this, and you can be in church, and you've chosen not to be in church today, I just want to let you know that you're missed, and that you should be in these chairs, so we can have behold moments together. All right. Thank you, whoever was the youngster that did that. I really appreciate that. These behold moments that Jesus wants to have for us. It is the wake-up call. It is the aha moment that he started in the middle of the night with some shepherds. It's so interesting that, that God didn't initially reveal the birth of Jesus to the politicians to the religious rulers. Even to the middle class. He chose those who were the least really of those in the least of these in in biblical times, the shepherds. And he wakes them up in this middle of the night. Well, they're probably awake because that's the most dangerous time for a shepherd where they... Night animals will be prowling, looking for their sheep. Can, can I just ask a question? How well would you do with the fact that there would be, tonight, in the night sky, angels, a multitude of angels show up, and there are only a few people here that saw it, and all of a sudden they started running and say, you would not believe what I just saw. Would we receive that or would it be like, I know there's a drug issue in New Hampshire. <laughs> what were you smoking? Because if we're not prepared for those kinds of aha moments, of those kinds of beholds, 
I wonder how well we're going to be posturing and ready for the behold moments that he wants to have in our life. And by the way, one of these grandest behold moments is Jesus Christ is coming back to earth again. I I wish he could come back soon. (laughs) Right, but I wonder if we've postured ourselves in a way of, are we just going through life or are we looking for the behold moments? Are we looking for those times where we're allowing God to invade our life to do something new? Or are we just going to go through the motions again this Christmas season? I have to ask myself that question because I have a lot of traditions. In church world, it can get busy around the holidays. And, but I don't want to miss the fresh revelation that Jesus wants to have in my life. The Bible says that we, that we see through a glass darkly or, or see through a mirror dimly or darkly. Have you ever seen an old antique mirror that you can't really see super well your reflection because it's all blackened and tarnished underneath? And, and so what he's saying is, we understand that we don't see 100% clearly today as humans in flesh form. We have a spiritual being that we're trying to understand and see God who is spirit and the Holy Spirit who engages with us to be able to see clearly. But the Bible does say that we don't, we see in part today. There'll be a day that we will see in full. But we have greater revelation today than we've ever had. You see, Moses, back in the Old Testament, who many believe that he wrote the first five books of the Bible, the Pentateuch. And at least we know that they were during a a Mosaic time that they were written. But some would believe that was Moses who, who penned them. But Moses, when he went up onto a mountaintop and had a mountaintop experience, really experienced the glory of God, he came back down to to where the people were and he had to put a veil over his face. He had to put a veil over his face. Because the glory of God was so strong that people could not approach such a holy God like we were talking about. I love, Richie, how you were saying that song this morning and, and you brought our attention to it. Don't let God's holiness keep us separated, but we should move closer to his holiness. And we can do that with Jesus Christ today, where in the Old Testament before Jesus, you couldn't do that. You'd have to go into a temple and do all this ceremonial washing and Um, sacrificing of animals. But reason why I'm going over here is talking about this veil. I want to move into this idea of of a veil and and how we can approach Christmas differently by not allowing ourselves to be veiled to the behold moments that he wants us to have, that that we wouldn't just be sitting there and saying, I'm going through the motions again, just see through a glass dimly. But we begin to see Jesus moving that we begin to see the Holy Spirit wanting to engage in our life to touch other people during this Christmas season, that we are going to be forever changed, that we're going to mark the Christmas of 2016 as a behold Christmas. You see, because we can often miss the present 
of Jesus that sometimes can be wrapped around a piece of paper because of the veil of our understanding. That our hearts sometimes can be veiled, our minds sometimes can be veiled, that, that it actually becomes, do you know what's in this box? No, the, the, the paper becomes a veil to what is the gift on the inside. Now, I've got a question for you. How, do you, how many people love to tear open the presents? Like, you're, you are a terror. Not a terror, but you know, you like to tear open into it. Like, you give, <clears throat> raise your hand if you, if you like to tear in them. How many people are a little bit more calm and maybe just want to keep the present till a little bit and savor it? How many of the save, you want to savor it? Well, how many people are like the wrapping paper savers? Like, you want to save it for another year? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Don't be embarrassed about it. I'm one of those. So, uh, my, my mother, her, my grandmother grew up in the Great Depression, and my mother picked up a little habits. My, my mother likes to, to open the presents this way. Okay, kids, it's presents time. We all get our presents. She goes, okay, wait, wait, wait. We just got to go in the kitchen, and we got to go get the paring knife. You know, the paring knife, so we can open up the presents very gently. You know, you slip the knife down on the side and take the tape. Like that. It's like, come on, Mom. We just want to open our presents. Because wait, wait, take the knife. You know, it's like, I told my kids last night I was going to use this illustration. And I said, you know, like me, I, I'm the one who likes just to go nice and slow on the presents. Goes, Dad, you are not. I said, yes. I. She goes, we have never seen you do that, Dad. So I... I, it made me wonder if I live in my head sometimes, like, maybe I am not as normal as I think I am. <laughs> so anyways, the challenge is, oh, here's the other thing. Hey, back in the olden days when the paper was really thin, when I say the olden days, when I was a kid, the paper was really thin. I, how many people would love to, like, try to see through the paper? And find out what a, Legos were always good. It's like, if I could pick out the words underneath there. And then weeks before. But paper was used to veil the gift that's underneath it. But I also would say that our religious activities could be, or in our traditions can be a veil for experiencing the behold moments that Jesus wants for us this year. So as you're busy getting your gifts and as you're busy wrapping and as you're busy planning for the thing, I, I want to, us to ask ourselves, where's going to be the time that I can spend more of my life unveiling who Jesus is in my life? That we just take the time and maybe savor what Jesus is wanting to do. See, I am doing this with a, with a little knife here. Kids... Just want to let you know, I know how to do this. You know, and there's a scripture in, in 2 Corinthians I just want to read for us. Actually, it's 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. This is right after the love chapter. First Corinthians 13, verse 12. Well, this is the one where it says, So now I see through the 
mirror dimly, but, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So the idea here, and actually I have a different verse for us to look at, but that's a good reference to what I was talking about, seeing through the, the glass dimly, or seeing in the mirror dimly. That, that he wants to know us in a deeper way. And I think that's why when I started this morning saying it's, it's okay to not be okay. Because I think sometimes when we feel like we've got to posture our lives of we've got it together, that we can almost separate ourselves falsely from God. Separate ourselves falsely from Jesus, who really wants to know us. The whole idea of Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus coming to earth, is he wanted to be close to humanity. He wanted to be close. He never was bothered by sin. Never. Woman at the well. Caught in adultery. Or the woman caught in adultery. The woman at the well had multiple husbands. Probably was the one she was with was not her husband. The countless times the tax collector, Zacchaeus, I want to come to your home. Probably a cheat. Thief. Jesus was never bothered by people who were not okay. He actually loved those people. Not that he didn't love the others, but the other ones felt like they didn't need Jesus. Jesus wants to know you, and he wants to know the deep areas of your life. He wants to have the privilege of working in your hearts in the areas that you know that I struggle in this area. And Jesus wants to be smack dab close to you in that struggle. It's 2 Corinthians that I wanted to talk about a little bit further on this. 2 Corinthians 3. I love the sound of pages flipping. 2 Corinthians 3. Starting in verse 12. This is Paul the Apostle Paul, who writes the letter to the church in Corinth. Since we have such a hope, this is 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12. Since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Not like Moses, who put a veil over his face, so the Israelites might not gaze at the outcome of what was being brought to an end. The interesting, what was being brought to the end was this idea of the law. So Moses brought the law. The law was never able to accomplish the very things that God desired, which was this close intimacy with his creation, with people. So the law was basically able to to say what was right and wrong, to, to try to create order for humanity. But it never satisfied the deepest longing of God, which was to be in your life, is to be close to you. So it was veiling to what was coming to the end. But their minds were hardened. For to this day, when they read the old covenant, the same veil remains unlifted because only through Christ is it taken away. Did you hear that? It is only through Jesus Christ. The veil was taken away. Do you remember another veil that was 
that was actually taken away is when Jesus went to the cross. Remember that? They said the curtain or the veil in the temple was ripped in two. And what that represented was this, this thought that, that we no longer had to go through all that ceremonial stuff. It was no longer the high priest that could have access to God. It was available for everybody. And today I want you to understand these behold moments that Jesus wants for your life this Christmas season starts today. And it's going to continue on every day of your life. But it's a great time during Christmas to put our focus and attention on Jesus and what he wants to do for you and through you. Yes, to this day, whenever Moses is read, the veil lies over their hearts. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed in the same image from one degree of glory to another, For this comes from the Lord who is spirit. Paul, who's writing this to the the people in Corinth. As these people who grew up in probably a Jewish tradition understood the law. And I guess what I'm trying to say for us, church, today is don't let our traditions of presence and trees and parties Veil the best present, which is Christ Jesus, who wants to give you a behold moment. He wants you to unveil so you can really see the gift that he is, that we don't have to live life in a veiled place, but it can be unveiled. Let me just save this for later. I'll fold this back up right here. I might have a good gift to wrap a little bit later. (laughs) Really, I'm going to use it. I will share, though, if somebody needs it more than I, than I do. Uh, you can come up after service and take it home with you. That's fine. I, I want to open this box. I put something in here. It's not a gift for myself, even though I'm the one who's opening it. But it's a gift for three of you. Inside of this box... not an iPad. Don't get all excited about it. <laughs> it's better than that. It's a three-pack of moleskin journals. Now, I'm going to open this pack because I'm going to give it to three people, but I want you to think about it for a moment. I want you to ask yourself this question. Now, This will only go to three people, and it's going to be the first three people who can kind of know very well what they're going to do with this. But I'm going to think for all all the rest of us. If you're in life group, which you should be in life group, I I want you to think about a question that you're going to share with your group about how you're going to experience Christmas differently this year. Now, I want three people who have already 
Unfortunately, for those of you who are processors, you're going to lose out on this one because you're still reeling over the idea of... But those of you who are like, I already got the idea of how are you going to do Christmas differently this year? And I want you to write it down. Here's the, here's the thing, kicker of this, though. You can't just get the free journal and just walk out the door. You're going to have to actually write in here before you leave those doors of how you're going to spend Christmas differently this year, anticipating, waiting for the revelation of a behold moment of what Jesus wants to do in your life and the life of your family this Christmas season. So do I have three people who know for sure that they're going to write something down before they leave today of how they're going to and approach Christmas differently this year? I need a volunteer. Abby, can you be my volunteer? You can pass these out to the three people. So raise your hand now if you know how you're going to do that. You're going to write it down. There's one person in the back over here. Come on up here, Abby. You, got it. you can't be shy. All right. You can take this one all the way to the very back row. I need another person. I saw another hand. There's, uh, I have to get for each section here. So I see a hand, a gentleman in the back. Um, Lauren, you want to... Right, right in the back. So, yes, or you can put your hand back up right over there. And one in this section right here. Okay. Yes, James, you can hand that one out. So this is a journal. And even though I just gave away three to people in here who are going to start this, I, I want us to ask the question, how are we going to do Christmas differently this year? Because the very first Christmas, there was a big splash. There was a big behold moment. And I'm not looking for the big splash, but I am looking for this something that's going to change your world. To change the way that you've experienced Jesus. Because sometimes our religion, our way of thinking can get us locked into the place of missing the fresh and new things that God wants to do. The religious people really had a hard time with Jesus. Why? It's because they got locked into the way that they used to do things, a lot of tradition. And when God came on the scene through, the, through Jesus, it rocked their world. And they didn't really know how to do this. And I want to keep posturing ourselves to have our worlds rocked. Why? Because there's going to be a day that, that something's going to happen, that Jesus is going to come back. And it's probably not going to be the way that we're expecting it. And I don't want any one of us to miss the moments that Jesus has for us, let alone the big moment of his return. You see, God is in the process of doing things in our hearts, in our life. He's building us. He's shaping us. He's molding us. He's fixing the broken areas of our life. And this Christmas can be your best Christmas, but it's going to take a level of intentionality for you. Today, would you go home and take a few quiet moments and write something down? How am I going to do Christmas differently this year? How am I going to behold his wonder differently this year? Now, young people, you might be thinking I'm just speaking to the adults in the room. I'm not. I'm speaking to you as well. So I'm looking at some of you young people. 
that I want you to go home today and not so get wrapped up in the wrapping paper and the presents and the season and the music and the tree and the all great things, all part of the great season. Should we start whistling again? Would that make us feel better? Thank you. We got the whistle going. Behold. Behold. Jesus wants to do something new in your life. Behold. He wants you to experience Christmas like never before. Behold. It's okay to not have it all together. The shepherd sure didn't. Behold. It's Father in heaven who so loves you. that he wants to give you good gifts. Behold. Come close. This Christmas, would you find ways to come close to Jesus? Just close your eyes for a moment. Imagine that very first Christmas night where the angels filled the skies. Try to place yourself in that field. You've never seen this before. There was never any story written about this before. Yes, like the shepherds, probably just fear would strike you. But the message of the angels is behold. Look and see. Great joy. Good news. For all people. Let Jesus be great news for you today. Let Jesus be great news for you this Christmas season. Lacking joy. Let Jesus fill your heart. Don't let the veil of Christmas tradition cover your heart and your mind that you just go through the motions. The veil of those Christmas presents covering those presents that God was wanting him to be unveiled. He wants himself to be known and not distant but close. Behold. It's like God is saying, Here I am. It's like Jesus saying, Here I am. It's like the Holy Spirit says, Here I am. So, Father, for each of us, we want to start this Christmas season on the right 
in the right place, with our hearts unveiled, with our minds unveiled. Yeah, we don't have all the answers, but, but one thing we do know is we want to make a step closer to knowing you more. And we want to be looking for those behold moments where it's a fresh revelation, where it's a new experience, where we just do not allow the traditions of the season to get us so preoccupied that we forget the real reason why we're celebrating in the first place. Jesus, I just want to let you know we love you. We just want to tell you that we want to commit to keep you first and foremost in our life and keep you first and foremost in the busyness of the season. And Jesus, we want to let you know that we want to do it differently this Christmas. We want to behold your wonder. We want to behold your wonder. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 